2: another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay and Espo. Sorry I missed uh, the last week. I had to skip town to go see a lady about a thing, but now I'm back and we get to have a lot of fun. How'd you guys uh, enjoy your week without me?
3: I was amazing. I know. I'm
2: sorry I had to come back. (laughs) He was right. You You weren't here. Go
0: fuck yourself. I was by myself. That's (laughs) hard. I was rough. living living on the streets. Pretty close. (laughs) I
1: I saw where he booked you. Yeah. Not that far (laughs) off. It was rough because I had to read ads, Lindsay, and the transitions were not smooth for the first three or four days. Ads
2: are rough. I feel you. They're they're really rough. But uh, Gerald, thank you for being sad that I was gone.
3: I missed you virtually.
2: Too bad
3: I'm back. First of all, all, Gerald literally is not even in the office or in the studio (laughs) at all for the last week, right?
0: Because I'm reporting and going. But and he can doing still miss me. Oh, because he was in LA. shade on you. He can but still okay, miss you, me. you really felt like that would shade on Tom. <laughs> yeah, That was exactly what that is. Gerald
3: threw us under the bus for all the hard work we did. We did six shows last week, and Gerald just shit on us. By choice, yes, because we are
0: fucking OGs. That wasn't my intent, I just, was just saying I missed Lindsay being. <laughs> Thank part you, of, Gerald. Part of I, appreciate
2: you. <laughs> I appreciate I you. We uh, I appreciate you very much.
0: We were slaving don't. over a hot mic for an entire week, and we get no thanks
1: for it. No, none. Even no. the chat's crapping on us. Well, you know what? <laughs> Someday you won't have us, and then you'll realize how bad you it really is. It, that's you know what?
2: Today's that day. I, Wow, I didn't realize this was going to start a whole thing. <laughs> My goodness, the emotions. are running high today.
0: I miss them now already. Will that bring them back, maybe? <laughs> I miss
2: them, too, Gerald. Do you miss Hopefully them? Hopefully they come back?
0: back. Oh, there, they, there we <laughs> are.
3: Oh, Gerald, I there appreciate your back.
1: love, but Lindsay sits on a throne of lies. <laughs> I definitely. need validation.
3: Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> uh, I also appreciate Leo in the chat for the super chat. Said, I'm going to cry. Lindsay is back. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate you. I'm glad you guys, and I'm thankful for you guys holding down the fort. Uh, Last week, so I could go handle my business um, because I know obviously the playoffs are in full swing. We've got game five coming up tomorrow. Suns have a 3-1 lead on this series. Gerald, the Suns did have practice today, and uh, I want to talk first about injuries because Mm -hmm. that's something that is obviously very important in the playoffs. Did you get any updates on campaign by chance?
0: Not an official update on his status for game five. Obviously, he missed the first four with the low back soreness, but I did ask him you know, whether it's more difficult because I always talk about checking boxes and the last box is usually five on five scrimmaging. And during this time of year where they're playing every other day for the first round, most of it, they haven't really had an opportunity. Most of their practices have been pretty light. Um, And so he was saying it is a little bit harder, but thankfully when you have as many former players on the coaching staff, it's a little easier to get some five on five going. Um, And so that's what they're planning to do with campaign. Uh, Hopefully today we didn't get clarification on when, but um, you know, with the coaching staff, some of the bench guys that haven't been getting minutes are going to try and get some scrimmaging in. So hopefully he'll be back in the near future. I don't know if he'll be ready by tomorrow, um, but this could be a situation where they close it out and then he's back by the time they're ready for the second round series. So we'll see.
1: Which I think they'll they'll really need him in a second round series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think we all can assume. Knock on wood. If Suns are lucky enough to get there, it's likely Denver waiting for him. And I think you're definitely going to need him. Uh, in a matchup against the Nuggets.
3: I, <laughs> I, just, just come I don't back. like that. <laughs> <laughs> just just come back. Like We need campaign so bad because this bench is absolutely dog shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I know everybody on there, and I like all, the entire bench unit. They're all cool people, but they are not producing at all. Nine points ain't getting it done. 13 points ain't getting it done. You have to produce more than what you're giving. The only guys out there that are being relatively consistent are really um, Josh Akogi and to some degree of late Damian Lee. Outside mm-hmm. of that, it's been pretty much a ghost town, and that mm-hmm. has got to change when you go play the Denver Nuggets.
2: Yeah, it's uh, something that's really important. I also think that as far as campaign goes, one of the issues is, is of course, the scheduling, which mm-hmm. I know we are, you guys have probably talked about that plenty, but I still just cannot wrap my head around the fact that these, this series might be wrapped up tomorrow and we ha, and heading into the second round and there are people who are barely playing, like, what, game four?
0: Game four, yeah. Like,
2: that's insane to me. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think that's BS. And had we had a couple extra days, maybe could have helped campaign come back a little bit um, sooner within the series. But I digress. Yeah. We but, also, you,
3: but if you take care of business, he's going to get an extra three or four days depending on if Denver fair. wins as well. Listen, I, I think, didn't you say it, Espo, or you, Lindsay, one of you two said it, that – if they do win and Denver wins, then it's looking likely that it'll be a Saturday matchup yeah. mm-hmm. uh, at yeah, noon. Really um, if if one of the two loses, then it's looking like it'll be a Monday matchup instead. Right. Um, I'm really hoping that the Denver Nuggets somehow screw around and lose, because yep. be that great. would be chef's kiss. That'd Look, let's,
1: let's not count our eggs before they hatch. I'm not counting whatever. anything. I
3: what would prefer is. for the Denver Nuggets to lose <laughs> if either one of these two teams is going to lose.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: But we don't know for sure on timing yet. That's just what we're guessing. We won't know for sure on timing. We we know for
0: sure Saturday, Monday. It's either Saturday or Monday.
2: Right. But as far as like the actual time of the game. Oh, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, The Clippers also had practice today, and we kind of got an update on Kawhi Leonard, who has missed a, a couple games for the Clippers. So this one came from Lal Murray from The Athletic. They tweeted out, Kawhi Leonard is not practicing, but getting treatment. Ty Lue not ruling him out, but Shrug emoji? Ty Lu says that Paul George is, quote, doing whatever he's doing right now, get your camcorders out, which I'm assuming means whatever he was doing on the court, getting up shots, working with a coach, that's what Paul George was doing. Yeah. But it's not looking good to, for Kawhi to come back before tomorrow's game based on how I'm feeling about this tweet.
1: This was the most Kawhi update ever. It really <laughs> was <laughs> no update. We have no idea. I mean, the assumption is since they said there's no timetable for his return, that likely he isn't back, but who knows?
3: Yeah, they, yeah. They do these these two guys. Like whether it's bad genetics, bad luck, whatever you want to put it down as, it, it's. I think we can all agree that the the L.A. Clipper experiment has not worked out the way that they thought and hoped it would. Uh, Kawhi's got swelling in his knee, and that's the biggest issue. They said that on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I believe it was Crispy Haynes had pointed out that um, because of the swelling, it's not structural; it's just. The swelling that's in that knee and how they're not able to get it to go down, that's the concern. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi, they say that it wasn't Kawhi's decision, but you're not saying that Kawhi didn't want to play. Like, So i th- I think they're just trying to not make him look bad, which I understand. But at the same time, I mean, you get paid millions and millions of dollars. I get it. I just... It sucks. It mm-hmm. sucks because I want to see the, the Clippers at full strength because I'm really getting tired of playing teams when they don't have all their guys. Regular season or postseason.
2: Well, it definitely doesn't help with the narrative that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the most annoying part that comes from injuries outside of personal for those players in that fan base. But like from our perspective, too, everyone's going to pick up the same narrative they did back in what, 2021 like, well, you, you only made it that far because of injuries and yada, yada. Yeah. And it's like, that's part of the game, though.
3: You want to hear a crazy stat I heard the other day? Yes. Uh, from the time, because Anthony Davis, Paul George, and Kawhi all got to their respective teams at the same time. Mm-hmm. AD, the guy that we always call Glassman or A. Disney or whatever, has actually played more games than both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. blew my mind because we are always all over Anthony Davis. And but is, honestly, it, is it
2: because we Anthony Davis misses games because of injury where Kawhi and Paul George miss games because of injury and rest? And maybe so it's not as like I, in our faces. I think it's the
1: way that when Anthony Davis gets injured in a game, it's very Family Guy, I, I stub my toe, kind of yeah. energy. Yeah, ah. yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I very, mean, very I think much. it's more of that Anthony I, Davis came to the court. And he grazed his finger against a piece of paper oh, and he sliced no. it, and he's out for a week. Hey like, man, paper cuts hurt. Okay. <laughs> but on the on the Kawhi
1: thing, I don't I don't think this is necessarily them covering for Kawhi. I think this may be another one of those smoke and mirrors. Kawhi's seriously hurt and he's not coming back, and they know it, mm-hmm. but they're trying to have some gamesmanship like they did in 2021. And uh, I think that kind of crap, uh, this cloak and dagger crap, does a disservice to the players. I mean, we saw it with the Suns. You don't get a straight answer, and you're like, well, what's going on with these guys? Like, It starts all this speculation, and I think it's a disservice. If a guy's out, say he's out, this is the projected timetable we have for this guy instead of all this crap because if Kawhi's seriously hurt and you're letting him sit there and take strays because he's not playing in playoff games because you want the illusion he may come back i don't think that's fair to a
3: guy. i don't think that's fair to him either and i think that 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 will contribute to my frustration about it too is that i get the gamesmanship and oh you gotta prepare for everybody but you're also leaving him out to dry you're you're leaving him hanging in the uh, flying in the wind just come out and say, hey, he tore his ACL or tore his meniscus or they, there's, he's got significant damage right now and he's not going to be able to play because the swelling is pretty bad. Like, just say that and and declare him out so that way he's not taking shrapnel off of something that you think is going to be uh, a safe face moment for him.
2: Okay, I kind of understand what you're saying on one side, but on the other side, like, isn't that our responsibility as like fans or whomever it is that is throwing? Things at Kawhi, or these injured, some odd injured players, like making up things that we'd have no information on. Yes, we're all out here just speculating based on what we've been given, and that's our fault, not the team's fault for not disclosing all of the information. It's all—it's
0: all all the unfortunate part of being a fan, or or, or like you've got a national media talking head coming out and saying Kawhi is like the worst superstar because he misses all these games. And and to your point, like about Anthony Davis, people make fun of him because he continues to get hurt. He tries to play, he gets hurt. So if you come out and say Kawhi is actually hurt, then it's probably just going to switch to man. Kawhi can't stay healthy. Let's make fun of him for that. So it's, it's like a it's, double-edged sword. Yeah, like you're not going to you're not going to win if you get no, hurt. I in think any the regard. people who
2: just want to poke fun at players or make fun of them or trash talk them or whatever, they're going to do that regardless of what the situation but, is. But I
1: mean, is are you gaining anything though if you're like, "Oh, we're not going to tell the Suns that that Kawhi's really hurt that he might come back." Is that really going to throw players off their game in any what way? way? I, no, I get that you might have to prepare for both uh, you know, things, but you've already played against Kawhi in this series. You know what you're going to try
3: to do. I, I don't think it's that big of a... No, a but I think advantage. it's from
2: a personal perspective for the player not wanting all their information out there.
3: Also, I mean, we literally saw Kawhi just torch the Suns <laughs> on a bad leg. Mm. I don't know, but he looked pretty fucking good to me in the fourth quarter still. Like, I, you know, I'm not advocating for him to play on a, on a bad knee because the knee versus... Just about every other part of your body is is a very really fragile important. thing, and it's it's worth a lot of money to your NBA career, so I get it. But at the same time, if it's a little bit of swelling and it's something that he could play through,
0: ah, why, I feel like, why not? I feel like he would be out there, though, if he could play yeah. through it. I feel like playing but, through it in game two is what got him to this point, and now they're having to pay the repercussions for that. I don't know.
3: I, nothing about Kawhi's history with injuries tells me that that he would play through something like
0: he this. He played through it in game two, and he balled out. Like I feel like that should be the headline, not that he's missed time since then. Like he he did what people want him to do, and now there are consequences for that. And now it's somehow a bat. Now he's his heart or his dedication are being questioned. I don't it's, know. it's also and, because of what he did in San Antonio, to be honest,
3: as well. Yeah. Look,
1: I don't. These guys only have a certain amount of time to make their money. And and be a player in this league. If you tell me there's a chance that you might damage this even more, I'm not going out there because of some machismo bullshit that mm. somebody wants me to go out there because I'm not man enough if I'm not out there for my team. Screw that. If I could seriously hurt myself, I'm not going out there uh, and doing it. And now if it's if it's something not that serious and like you can't do any more damage, fine, go out there and play. But I'm not risking serious injury uh, because somebody thinks I should be more of a man to be out there.
2: I agree. All right. Well, we'll move on from that topic. Gerald, we also heard from DeAndre at practice (laughs) today. Mm -hmm. Care to share with the class (laughs) on what you heard from him?
0: Yeah. So one of the big topics of conversation in this series has been not only DA's offensive role, but kind of the, the rebounding component of it, the motor there's been a couple of games where he just hasn't looked as engaged. Um, and so someone just kind of asked him straight up, like, what do you think about the criticism that you get over your motor? And this is what he had to say. Good question your motor. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. what that is, man.
3: Yeah. Motor, come on, bro. I play both ends of the floor. My name is Dominating. I carry the, uh, I anchor the Phoenix Suns so mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor. Motor, really? You going to talk about the motor, man? Nope. I run on a Tesla battery. <laughs> Full charge. charge.
1: I don't think that's as much of a flex as he thinks it is. That <laughs> shit explodes and catches fire. I'm not sure what. I I'm, I want to be known as sur- that sur- right?
3: I'm surprised you didn't say. oh, I'm like Twitter, I don't stop. Like, mm, "Are you sure about that?" I, I'm a blue check yeah. mark. I'm
1: I'm out here for free doing my thing, yeah. baby. You yeah. can't take me away. Mm. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, Look, poor I, DA. He's just out here trying to have fun, and we all know, just badge on everything. I, he can't win. He I hate can't it. win.
0: I hate it because it is a great <laughs> quote. It's an entertaining quote. It is. But at the same time, like pe- you know people are going to take this and rip on him. I feel bad for him, man. You,
3: you like, know a Tesla battery yeah. only lasts so long, right? <laughs> like, back in. You have to charge it again. Like That I was see. such a bad... You should have said your iPhone before you even said a Tesla battery. He has the thing that he on his chest that he should have said. I'm like the sun. I'm eternally powered from
2: the inside, baby. Uh, oh, like, oh that that's better.
1: A solar yeah. panel
3: for crying
0: out loud. I don't know.
2: Oh my gosh, you it's, guys are out of control.
0: <laughs> it's rough. I. And he was, he was, you know, talking before that question about how like on the rebounding thing after game one, everybody was getting on his case about needing to rebound more. And so that's how the question about his motor and the criticism of his motor came up. But Man, it's rough because it was a funny moment when you're there and then you post it on social media and it's getting, quote, tweeted to death about like his lack of self-awareness or, you know, Tesla jokes like Tesla jokes are fine. That was just
1: a poor, a poor
0: (laughs) reference he pulled. I don't I don't
1: to besmirch him for that i love the attitude right Who who's gonna believe in you who, who should believe you more than yourself no one right no one so he's got that going for it but i would have got tesla but yeah so. but it, exactly but
3: that's the point though he picked the one vehicle that you did not need to touch in this moment da like stay away from the tesla because it's catching fucking strays left and right no matter what Corey said i'm like the sun i shine brightest during the day 7 p.m no nah, <laughs> Oh, come on! Damn. Oh no. damn. That's That's brutal. Damn. I mean, the Suns did play at noon on fucking they Saturday, and, and he had a great. good game. He was great. <laughs> oh, no. <He's> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
1: um,
2: we did get, Jose in the chat said, uh-oh, they poked the bear, and then Matt said, we need this DA out on the court. Do you feel like this was a question that throw enough of a, a low-key jab at DA to get him it's, worked up for tomorrow's game?
0: Standing there, it was not a question meant as a jab. I think it was a genuine attempt to... Because he these guys hear what is he said about them. They're yeah. aware of it. Like, he was genuinely asking, like, what do you think about when people criticize your motor? And that's what he said. So I don't think that's the type of thing that would light a fire necessarily, but maybe. You never know. Like, I, I, I thought he played really well in game four. I thought he's been more aggressive off the dribble, um, like I've said, because they've been, you know, playing up on him more to stop his mid-range shot. So I hope we continue to see him attack the off the offensive glass the way he has um, against those small-ball lineups, especially. I think he's leading the league in rebounding in the playoffs now, or he's near the top five. Like he's been, he's been better over the last few games. So I hope that continues. Well, I
1: and I said this to Saul the the other day. Uh, in post game, I think as long as we remove the preconceived notion about he was number one, right, mm-hmm. and, and step away from that and look what this team needs in this series, I think he's been very good over the last few games, and and I think that's the mindset you have to go in because the the whole number one pick taking over a game, You're- that's not that's not what you even need anymore from him because you got uh, you got Katie and you got Book, you need him to be good defensively, good on the glass and add, uh, you know, what he can offensively take, care, take advantage of the moments when they come to him.
2: I also think you're always going to be let down. If that's the mindset you approach his game with every single time he goes out there on the court. So instead of note going in, knowing you're going to be let down, just change your expectations okay. so that maybe then you can be pleasantly surprised and a little bit happier as a fan.
1: Lowered expectations. <laughs>
2: But you know where you don't have to lower your expectations at?
1: When you watch this show.
2: That's right. And also with the BetMGM Sportsbook. They have uh, a lot of really great stuff on their app. They also have an amazing sportsbook out in Glendale at the State Farm Stadium, which, of course, as you guys all know, all of the away playoff games. We're hosting watch parties out there. It's a lot of fun. If you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. So there's a few different Offers from BetMGM, depending on where you live, but for everyone who lives in Arizona, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. All you have to do is make sure, again, you use that bonus code, PHNX, when you sign up. Also, we want you guys to join our Knockout Night's Cornhole League during the first Friday night of every month. It's free to enter. Uh, We're going to have food and beverage specials, giveaways, and BetMGM prizes, who do you guys think is going to be the best cornhole player here at PHNX? No, it's
0: it's me. always me. No.
2: Lord have mercy. It's I pink.
1: actually think it's going to be <laughs> Leah because Leah had never really played cornhole. Tried it once oh, in here and sunk the first one. I was like, she might be a natural on that. <laughs> so
2: I like Leah as the the best player yes. at PHNX. Would you put money I'm on not mad at that man uh, <laughs> you no you
0: can't take any slight
2: to no but i like it <laughs>
0: no because i
3: know they're full of shit there's no way they would pick leah in an actual cornhole tournament they would put their money i'll put on 20 that. bucks on it oh well. let's do it fuck yes <laughs> i i love your overconfidence
2: <laughs> wait oh, leah specifically or leah's team leah's because team. it's a team leah's right team. yeah so, okay. whatever okay just making sure well, Sorry, we Leah. Didn't out. mean to catch
3: strays today. I uh, know. Yeah. Poor
2: Leah. Leah, I hope you do really well. I'm, I'm rooting for you. Uh, to sign up for the Knockout Nights, check there the show notes on. for all they the details. Not. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
0: Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, one 800 327 Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan.
2: So when I was uh, on vacation, I saw that OGs had put out a brand new ad on their social media, which was one of my favorite ads that I think (laughs) I've seen in a hot minute. It Mm -hmm. was so entertaining. If you guys haven't seen it, you definitely got to go over to their Instagram account and check it out. But the only thing that's better than their advertisement is their products. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're talking about uh, the best scratch made THC gummies available on the market. They've got the Sleep Edition Gummy, they've got the Happy Balance Gummy, they've got a multitude of delightful flavors. If you guys have not checked them out, we highly recommend OG's Brands. You can find them at your local dispensary or by checking out ogsbrands.com. But again, you must be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy them responsibly. We also have a super chat from Ryan. Ryan, thank you for your super chat. They said, Lindsay, welcome back. Hope you had a great birthday. Thanks, Ryan. I did. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. All right, gentlemen, you want to talk about Devin Booker? Doing Devin Booker things? Let's do it. This has been one of the best highlights of the playoffs thus far because Book is just playing out of his mind, right? Mm-hmm. We'll just look at the numbers alone. So he's averaged 34.8 points, 5.5 assists, 4.3 rebounds, and 2.8 steals in the four, first four games of the playoffs. And in the playoffs currently, he is leading the league in steals with 11. 11. In field goals made with 52, in overall points with 139, and points per game with that 34.8. I don't know about you, but I said that's pretty good. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Not too bad.
1: There's another stat, too, that makes it puts it even more perspective where it's just him and, and Michael Jordan in 1992 that have this stat line. Players in NBA history start the first four games of playoffs averaging 30 points five assists, two steals, a block, and 65% true shooting. Michael Jordan, Devin Booker. Anytime you're one of two people and the other guy's Michael Jordan, I think you're doing something all right.
0: Yeah, and that year the Bulls won a a championship, so that would be... So That'll you're telling me there's a chance. That would be pretty neat. <laughs> <My> championship. <laughs> championship.
2: Okay, so what do you guys think it is? Is this just a natural progression for Devin? Do you think it's KD kind of opening things up for him? What do you think it
0: is? I think it's a number of things. And listening to Monty and DA today, also talking about um, the level that Book is playing at, I think it's a natural progression for him. And I think it's enhanced by the arrival of Kevin Durant because you look at, how physically they're playing KD, how they've got a guy glued to him at all times. That opens up driving lanes when they go small, the lack of a rim protector. He's able to drive easier. Um, And he's just playing at an unreal level. I think DA said it best at practice today when he was saying, like, when KD gets here, that raises your level of effort, your level of focus, your level of play because you want to match that. And he feels like Book more than anyone is doing that right now. And I think that's... Fair to say. I think once KD got here, Book realized the opportunity he has in front of him and has stepped up to that kind of level where he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. Obviously, this is only four games. It's in the first round. It's against the Clippers team that has missed Kawhi for the last two games and Paul George for all of them. But those numbers are insane no matter who is out on the floor at an NBA level. Um, And he's he's just risen to meet the challenge, and I think this is a natural progression of what we've seen the last two post seasons.
3: If he's going to be legendary, mm-hmm. um he you know the one thing about MJ obviously was that he did that the entire play. That you could argue that that was Michael Jordan's best playoff year because they were just dominant. Mm-hmm. Outside of maybe the '96 team that went basically fucking undefeated for the most part, <laughs> right. uh, seventy two and ten team. So. Um, and he's playing to that level. He's playing at a very, very high level. But again, like, you know, we don't judge first rounds. We we judge the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. And even if Devin averaged 50 last year, but they lost in the second round, we you're, you're forgotten. And that's not part of being legendary. So he's at, at some point, the goal is to win a championship. And hopefully this is the year or next year is the year that that can come to fruition. While he's playing at such a high level, because I do feel like, I think a lot of people, Jose being one of them in the chat, was uh, very concerned that Devin Booker will be lost and not get the credit that he deserves since Kevin Durant came over. Yeah. Um, I'm here to tell you that if Devin Booker continues to play like this, there is no shot of that happening. Mm. Because he will get his love, he will get his recognition, and if they win a championship this year, he will be the bell cow for that championship. It won't be KD. It will be Devin Booker.
1: Look, you can drop the B. Devin Booker is already legendary in this town. He's getting his uh, due respect across the league from the national media now, who's seeing this. He's getting shoes, uh, you know, his own shoes, all these things. Devin Booker is legendary. It's Kenny Capitoff. Can he win with this team? And I think he can. I think he looks out there and he sees what is out in front of him, what they're able to potentially accomplish this year, and he's going to do everything in his power to make it happen. He now has Kevin Durant, so he's not facing those double teams and the pressing when he's coming up court, and he goes, I can be me, I can do this now. He's ready to pick up that crown and take that mantle, and I'm excited to watch this, and I, I hope it continues. I, I don't know... Looking forward, I don't know who in that next series, if it is Denver, is stopping him. Oh, And if they try to stop him, KD's getting his opportunity. Now, again, it's pick your poison. Devin Booker's doing a hell of a lot of great things, and I think it's going to continue.
0: And the, the thing that stands out to me is the not just the high minutes, because he is second in the NBA among all playoff performers in minutes per game behind Kevin Durant. They have the top two um, but the efficiency on both ends, he's shooting 57% overall, 43.5% from three. And then on the other side, he's leading the league in steals. Um, he's third behind Anthony Davis and Anthony Edwards in steals plus blocks, which is known as stocks. Um, and opponents I are only shooting. Stoinks, stonks, stonks, whatever. No. Um, and he's shooting, uh, opponents are shooting under 40% from the field against him which is incredible because he's defended more shots than anyone so far in this postseason, um, And that was a topic at practice today. You know, we were talking to Monty and he was saying four years ago, you know, I'm not surprised by this because four years ago he called me before a big game and asked to be put on their leading scorer. And he would get mad throughout that year when I wouldn't do it and put him on that leading score. So he knew that it was going to be something that would take time because it's a matter of scheme and, the quality of team that you have around you. Um, but I asked Booker about his defense and this is what he had to say. I take a lot of pride in it and I always have, you know, I had a reputation early in my career that, you know, I couldn't do it. Um, being a part of the, of, of a losing team was, was tough. And, you know, I had a lot of weight on my shoulders, but now, you know, doing it collectively with the group of five, with everybody locked into the same scheme and, um, it allows everybody to be aggressive on the ball. And, you know, you know you have help behind
3: you, people covering up your mistakes.
0: And that's, I think that's a crucial part of it is knowing that you have teammates that can actually cover for you because we've seen him come like up behind Ivica Zubats and like slap the ball away, um, pickpocket guys like that. He's flying out of bounds, like trying to save loose balls. Um, and, And I think he's always had that in him, like he was saying, but until you have that right team around you, it, it's a lot harder to do that night in and night out at this kind of level.
1: Well, I think it allows him to chase those blocks too.
0: Having <laughs> one point three of those, I mean,
1: that's a trust factor too. Because sometimes you have to take a chance and may wind up at a position when when you try to block a guy. I it every year you saw Devin Booker get better yeah. at something, and this year really feels like the defense is where he's tried to lock in and take that next step, and we're seeing that pay off here.
3: I I. I do agree that I listen. I, somebody said in the chat, if Devin Booker is able to win a championship, um, he'll he'll go down as the most beloved Arizona athlete ever. Um, I think there's an argument to be made that he, he's right there already at the top. Maybe next to uh, Fitz, mm-hmm. maybe next to Randy Johnson, mm. because Randy did win a championship here and multiple Cy Youngs. Like that's that's worthy. I think Randy's
1: Um, personality probably yeah yeah sure
3: but um, but again championships are a big deal especially when you only have one in the entire fucking state (laughs) so um, I think I think winning a championship is important and for me I I'm I'm kind of past that point of like cool locally he's a legend but like if you don't win a championship I feel like that somebody's got to break through for crying out loud somebody at some point has got to break through. Uh, and I think Devin Booker is probably going to have the best chance of any Arizona athlete to finally break through um, since that Diamondbacks
0: team. I really do believe that. Yeah. And and I do want to address a question in the chat because someone was saying, uh, was asking, How are Books numbers? If we normalize it on minutes played, he's killing it, but he's also playing a lot of minutes. True, fair from a per game average standpoint. But also, like, if anything, I think that's more impressive that you're able to sustain the level of play he has sustained when he's playing 45 minutes a night. That's really hard to do, especially on both ends. Cause it's not like, you know, Devin Booker in the past where we see him go off offensively, but defensively, you know, he ball watches or falls asleep or gets backdoor cut. Like he's out here making steals blocks. Like it's, it's everything that he's doing for this team right now. And that's really hard to do. Not only 45 minutes a game, but 45 minutes a game of playoff basketball it's a different level of physicality
2: especially when you only have one night in between each game (laughs) but all three of you when we were talking about books numbers said i hope it continues i hope that this continues where do you fall as far as like how sustainable do you think this could be playing 40 plus minutes a night at this level
3: i think he could absolutely do it his energy (laughs) level right now i don't know what the fuck he's eating I don't know what he's, <laughs> what supplements he's taking. Did he go but, vegan? But Cocoa keep, 5. But keep doing <laughs> yeah. that. Cocoa 5. Because that shit five. is working. Like, to his point, like, we talked the <laughs> other day about, yeah, you can play 40 to 45 minutes, but not everybody's 40 to 45 minutes is the same as you would think it is. Like, there's, there's levels to this in terms of the load that they're actually taking on. KD's 48, 45, 42 minutes are not the same as Devin Booker's. 42 45 minutes they just aren't mm. his load is far less um taxing on his body than it is for Devin Booker because Devin Booker you, he just doesn't stop he just and I will say this there's also something to be said about like there's guys like Rip Hamilton back in the day um I feel like Devin Booker gives me Rip Hamilton vibes to a certain degree because when you watch him on offense as long as it's not a 1-4 high set he's just going he's mm. just going he's trying to wear out his, his defender as much as possible. And then on the defensive end, he's just as active. And it's incredible to me that somebody can perform at that level. So I think it's absolutely um, possible that he can continue this on, especially, listen, there's no hardcore defenses in the Western Conference. The toughest one I do believe that they had to face was this Clippers team. I mm-hmm. truly believe that. Maybe you can make an argument for a revamped Lakers squad to a degree, mm-hmm. but the Warriors, nope. Uh, the Kings, nope. Uh, and also uh, who they might have to play in the next round, the Denver Nuggets, nope. Like, it's, I feel like it's only going to get a little easier for him as opposed to harder. Well, mm. Andy only
1: played 53 games in this regular season, so there's some less wear and tear just due to uh, the time he missed. So I think he can keep this up in the 40s. I don't think 45 can be that, that number night in, night out, but I definitely think he can keep it up from an energy standpoint.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll at least see uh, what happens tomorrow in game five. And of course, that will happen here in Phoenix. But if you guys are going to be watching from home, highly recommend you grab some Mountain Mike's pizza for the game. They've got a fantastic selection of pizzas available. Obviously, you know, we're big fans of Mountain Mike pizza over here at phnx not only do they bring some into our studio every once in a while which are like my favorite days of the week when mountain mikes delivers Mm -hmm. but also at a lot of our events mountain mikes has brought out pizza as well and everyone loves it so head over to mountainmikespizza.com to place your next order or check out their mesa chandler or tucson locations and as a reminder new diehards get a 50 dollars voucher upon signing up so if you are not a diehard here at phnx consider becoming one today because this is just one of the many perks that you get for being a diehard so check that out and don't forget tomorrow if you're watching the game from home mountain Mike pizza is the way to go but if you want to go to the game game time is the way to go because game time can help you save big on games and concerts, whatever type of event you want to go to. It is the place for last minute ticket deals. Obviously we're kind of coming up on that last minute mark for game five. Aspo, can you do me a favor and see I'm on it. <laughs> what kind of number will get you in the door tomorrow? Uh, but all I know is at game time, you can snag tickets without the stress. They have an option where you can do an all inclusive Uh, Pricing, so you know exactly how much money you're going to be spending on that ticket without having to add it to your cart and then go to your cart and then put in your information and then you find out what taxes and fees and all that kind of stuff are. Game time has you covered there. And if you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code PHNX, you're going to get 20% off your first purchase. Terms do apply. But again, download the app, create an account, and redeem code PHNX for $20 off.
1: I can get you in the door. Okay. For as cheap as 99 bucks tomorrow. That's pretty good. For a closeout, potential Damn. closeout game okay. at home, the rowdiest arena in the NBA. 99 bucks. Take that $20 off. You're getting it for
2: $79. Well, there you go. Don't miss out. On the fun, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. You can also use Game Time for away games, which I think is a good reminder too, because we have a lot of viewers who don't live in Arizona. So if you live in a place that the Suns are going to be visiting throughout the playoffs check out game time because you can get tickets there too.
1: Concerts too. I just got really good Mm -hmm. concert tickets. Concerts are great.
2: All right. So game five tomorrow, potential to close out the series. So let's talk about what the team needs to do in order to close it out. Obviously, we talked about Kawhi being out. That's a benefit for the Suns, taking advantage of that. Or at least in theory, he should be out based on all signs point to him being out. Uh, So that's one that's pretty simple. But what are you guys thinking?
1: I look, we've talked about it a lot. First quarter, mm-hmm. you got to come out stronger and play a complete quarter. We have yet to see them do that. They had a <clears throat> bit of a run at the beginning of the last game's first quarter, and then they backslid in the second half of the quarter. I need to see a complete 12 minutes to start that game because I think you can really rattle the Clippers doing that, and you can get the home crowd behind you real quick.
3: Just I honestly just play with effort, play with energy. Uh, Play like you want to put this thing away and don't don't play with your meat. (laughs) In the (laughs) words of Doc Rivers, (laughs) just don't play with your meat. I
2: wonder I need to know how long what's the over under for how long you think that joke will last.
3: Because oh, it's going to be a while. I'm never going to say food again. It's, yeah,
2: it's going to okay. be a while. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, He's not the first to doc
1: to say that, though. I mean,
2: so. <laughs> Lord Jesus. have mercy.
3: Uh, Speaking from personal experience, Espo, uh, I didn't say I that. I agree,
2: Esmo. As far as the Suns needing to get off to a faster start, but it seems as though that it's it, They've kind of been ramping up throughout the series, right? Mm. From game one to two to three to four. They've gotten a little bit better. They've gotten more comfortable with one another. Hopefully we continue to see that ramp up. And maybe this time in game five, it'll start at the at tip. Yeah. We'll see.
0: I mean, Monty was asked that question. He was saying, look, we've we've lost every... We, or we haven't won a first quarter yet, and we're still up 3-1. Like, I care more about winning the game than winning the first quarter. Ideally, we get off to a good start. And I think at home, like you're saying... In the closeout game, if you get off to a great run and the crowd is loud as hell, like you can put that series away pretty quickly and build a lead there. Um, but for me, the biggest things are continuing to punish them if they do go small, which they've had to without Kawhi or PG out there, um, continue punishing them on the offensive glass. In games one and two, the Clippers won that battle 27-13. to In the last two games, the Suns have won it 29-15. So... I think, and it's not even about second chance points as much as when you're playing with a lead the way that they have in the last couple of games, those offensive rebounds help you drain additional clock, and that's what really did the Clippers in a couple of times there. So Especially late. Yeah, yeah, so do that and continue getting to the free throw line. This Mm -hmm. is a team that was 27th in free throw rate during the regular season. They are leading the league in all playoff teams in free throw attempts per game. They're taking 30 a game, which is Huge because the Clippers, the one advantage that they have with some of those small ball lineups is they're trying to play physical, trying to get up under Kevin Durant, um, and trying to get him uproot him from his spots. If you continue to get to the free throw line, Katie's gotten there 11 times in the last two games. That's one way to combat that and to get easy points and to beat the math problem that we've seen them encounter so many times.
1: Offensive rebound wise, you bring up interesting. Joshua played over 20 minutes in the last two games, they've won the offensive. Rebounding battle, he had five yeah. in uh, yeah. in game three, only one in game two. But his ability to crash the boards, I think, has a very big impact on that. Obviously, Kawhi not being there helps too. <laughs> yeah. But I think Josh Okoge can play can play a role on those offense boards.
3: I think there's a couple keys to the game tomorrow. Number one, I think the first quarter starts; it's it's legit just to get out to the good into a good rhythm. Two, uh, Da has to play with tremendous tremendous energy, like he did in game four. Mm-hmm. And lastly. You just got to stay away from this guy. You don't want to see Mr. Freeze oh, come tomorrow. On. You don't want to <laughs> see the Iceman. How are we you doing don't wanna this? See him. You what don't you, want to see how? him freeze the team. What do you think are going to Booker <laughs> <around while he laughs> <right>? Monty <laughs>
2: just catching straight. Monty <laughs> <Marty, laughs> <Marty, you know, laughs> does some
3: funny shit sometimes, man. I just don't want to see this guy tomorrow. He's, That's he's, all I'm saying. He's, he's like, playing.
0: just Kevin Booker, guy, right? <laughs> nothing Let's sit him for 20 minutes. I don't want to hear the... He's playing <laughs> KD and book 45 oh, minutes. No. Chris Paul's eighth in minutes per game. Come on, man.
2: I was say, from a money oh, perspective, what I would like to see, and Gerald, I know you wrote about this over at gophnext.com mm. the other day, is um, Damian Lee getting some of Landry Shamit's minutes.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, I think we've seen this the last two games now where Shamit, I think he played four and five minutes in the first half, didn't play at all in the second half because Damian Lee was getting those minutes. Um, I would like to see those first half minutes go to Lee, let him get in a rhythm a little bit. He had eight points in game three, didn't have any in game four, but he's played well. He's competed defensively and just having him out there as a floor spacer, a capable guy with championship experience is a helpful thing to have in a closeout game. And I really do think at this point, from what we've seen, the bench rotation should be busy, should be Damian Lee and should be Joshua Kogi. What? <laughs> Ryan H. in the chat said, you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Oh
3: my God. Now Monty's getting blamed for killing the dinosaurs. <laughs> Poor Monty. That's a good one. That's How a good one, Ryan a, H. Can't I can't like win that.
2: today. <laughs> oh I'm not saying he's going gracious. to. I'm just
3: saying if he shows up, it's, it's going to be a problem. Unreal.
2: Well, we'll find out. If you guys want to read that article that I referenced that Gerald wrote, head on over to gophnx.com. Check out all the great content we have over there for you. And listen, we love to create <laughs> events here at PHNX, and we have an event that is coming up tomorrow, and that is our PHNX d crew. They are headed out for their first takeover at Chase Field on April 25th, 640 first pitch. Join them at cold beers and cheeseburgers for pregame festivities and then watch the squad take on the Royals. You can grab your ticket through the link in our show notes. Uh, This will be the first of many, right? Really cool events happening over (laughs) at uh, Chase Field with the PHNX D-backs crew. Lots of fun stuff in store. Go PHNX has all the information. And, you know, there's another perk of becoming a diehard. When we have events like this, diehards get first dibs. Mm -hmm. First dibs to
3: all the action and the discount. Also, uh, I know we're not going to do this ad read. That's cool. It doesn't matter. We're going to throw this in the middle. You can go to the game and just have Fubo TV open on your fucking phone so you can watch the Suns game at the same time you're watching the Xbox game. So there's that. Because they both will be going on at the exact same time.
2: Exactly. And then you don't have to miss out on any of it. Also, speaking of events, we have one happening uh, on April 27th at four peaks. And that is of course the NFL draft. Emma has been working so hard to get that <laughs> show ready for the PHNX Cardinals crew. They are putting in a lot of work behind the scenes to prepare for this. And you guys are not going to want to miss out on the action that is happening again, April 27th at four peaks, eight street pub. For those of you who have registered, we look forward to seeing you there. And if you haven't registered, check the link in the show notes, Regardless of where you're watching it, though, make sure you're enjoying a delicious red bird lager. Of course, you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy that. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly, but don't miss out on all the fun. So we did have a comment in the chat that said Tory Craig is kind of going under the radar, maybe not getting as much attention or love that he deserves. Well, oh, this segment is dedicated to Tory Craig. We're going <laughs> to give him all the flowers right now because he is playing out of his mind and it's. It's pretty cool to see Tory Craig take advantage of these minutes. So Espo brought some numbers for us. You want to compare 2022 to 2023 playoffs for yeah. Tory Craig?
1: Pull those up. When you look at last year, I mean, we all remember Torrey Craig comes back to Phoenix. We think, oh, he was such a key in 2021. He'll 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 do great things. <clears throat> uh, not so much. 2.2 points, 30% three-point shooting, 36% from the field, 1.7 rebounds, and 0.6 assists. But this year, he's turned it on compared to that. 15.5 points, 55.6% three-point shooting. He's shooting sixty, almost 67% from the field, four rebounds, and 1.3 assists. It's insane. Now, nine games in 2022, only four so far in 2023, but it's insane how much his bro- productivity has gone up and how important and integral he's been to the Suns taking a 3-1 lead in this series.
0: Yeah, he he's been huge on both ends of the floor, and I was in the camp that making that switch from Josh Akogi to Tori Craig was a gamble, and it wasn't. I still don't think it was the right move, but no. Craig has vindicated Monty's decision to do that, especially now that Akogi has found a way to make an impact in more minutes off the bench. So I, you know, hats off to Tori Craig. He's obviously playing a lot more minutes this year than last year, but that's because he's been able to validate that decision for money and back it up with production he's been shooting unreal numbers from three-point range to the point that other teams might start thinking twice about trying to make him beat them and that's huge like if you have two-way production he's been a legitimate three and d player um energy guy crashes the offensive glass just like josh Okogi does so he's been fantastic for them
3: i <clears throat> i'm a big believer that outside outside uh the homeostasis is a real thing when it comes to how you feel, how you play. Mm. Uh, you know, some players like to to look good. Mm. And when they look good, they feel good. They play good. Um, I just don't think it's a coincidence that that music video dropped and he's had two fucking phenomenal <laughs> weeks since then. <laughs> the mid- I'm just saying. That's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> that's what it is. Good for you, Tori. Good for you, buddy. The music video has off the They charts. say, if
2: you look good, you feel good. No, he like felt that. good in that
3: video. Was... <laughs> good Lord. Lord
2: have mercy. Uh, let's get us off camera one more time, and we'll put up our next stack graphic. You me up for failure. So you compared the 2022 playoffs to the 2023 playoffs for Torrey Craig, but now let's look at his playoffs from this year compared to his career playoff numbers.
1: Yeah, he's played 68 games in the playoffs over his career, and it's not as if – last year was the outlier and he's always played this way. He's averaging 10 more points uh, than he has for his career in the playoffs. Uh, he's averaging, he was 39% overall from three in his career in the playoffs, 55.6 this year. Uh, he's 20% higher in field goal percentage, uh, more than a half a rebound better uh, and almost a full assist better uh, than his career. So overall, he has stepped it up across the board uh in and in, in reality not not just not just over last year in totality
3: of those 68 games he's played in the playoffs i i'm about to put you guys on the spot because mm-hmm. i'm hoping you guys can find this before we finish this segment out okay. because since we did last year versus this year and we did career versus this year the big thing when we got him last year was how he played in 2021 yeah, and like that. how great he was so uh if you guys Three can fix sets. that real quick um Cause I think he's, cause everybody is hearkening back to that. That's the reason why he was so valuable getting him back last year. And then he just didn't perform up to that same, uh, that same level. Well, okay. in, in
0: 2021, the thing was he was in a bench role and this time he's being a starter and he's averaging nearly 16 more minutes per game. So take this with a grain of salt, but only four points, 2.9 rebounds, uh, 43% shooting from the field, 41% from three. So he he shot the ball well from three. He made those hustle plays, mm-hmm. defended well. But the impact he's having this playoff run is is by far larger. And,
3: and it's the threes to me that are the separator for Torrey Craig mm. <clears throat> because he's going to be open and you got to make teams pay. That's why he did such a great job in the first several games of the series he was hitting that corner three. He was hitting that three on the wing. You can't leave him open because he feels like he's a knockdown three-point shooter. Sorry, Josh Kogi. So <laughs> um, so I, that's that's the thing that, I, that I'm going at right now. And, yeah, he's playing at a, a, a high level right now because he's getting more minutes, but it's also because of his production. If he's not hitting those threes, he's not playing as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't care what he's doing on the defensive end. He's not going to be playing, um, yeah, as you said, 14 more minutes than he was previously. So, yeah. Um, no, you love to see it because he's such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had an opportunity to talk to him on the show. Love some Tory Craig.
2: Yeah, he's easy to root for.
3: I've
1: been impressed with his mid range game, too. He's mm-hmm. hit, hit a handful of those, uh, and he's just taking advantage of what I know it sounds so cliche, but taking mm-hmm. advantage of what the defense gives him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in game one, that was uh, Zubac. Right. Yeah. <laughs> since then it's been everybody else that they, they've uh, rotated around and he's come up big and th- they're going to need it he has to keep up a similar level of play going forward because you're getting so little from your bench that without him you're going to be in a world of hurt if they're not able uh, to keep him he doesn't have to have 15 but he needs to to probably be in double figures for them to have a real chance to compete in the way they want to
2: Okay, now I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked about Book with Tori Craig. How sustainable is this?
0: He's not going to average 15 on 56% three-point shooting. I think if you get him around 10, especially once campaign comes back Mm -hmm. to take the burden off some of the other role players to step up this big, that's huge. But I, I think you want him shooting above 40%. You want him averaging around double figures, especially if he continues to start. Um, at least until Kevin Durant gets more comfortable, because that's the crazy thing is like we talk how much like it still feels like they're figuring it out on offense and KD's not getting enough shots or whatever, and he's still averaging like 27, 28 points per game for the series. So I think once they get more acclimated, his numbers will go up. A guy like Craig's will probably come down a little bit. But if they're around double digits on better than 40 percent three point shooting, that's That might be all you need from Craig.
1: Well, and I think you're 100% right that they're going to start playing more defense. They're not going to leave him open.
0: They're not going to choose
1: to leave Torrey Craig open, which we may see a dip in his numbers, but it may actually go to help the team overall because you're going to get some easier looks for other guys on the court.
2: All right, guys, so the last thing I have for you, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. Apparently, it's like National Bucket List Day. Ooh. And obviously, we all have the same bucket list item that we want to check off, and that <laughs> is attend a Phoenix Suns championship parade mm-hmm. here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, what's on your bucket list?
0: Ooh. Hmm. Not basketball-related? Not
2: basketball-related. Emma said not
3: basketball-related. There's wanna... rules
2: to this game.
3: Like, like, like <laughs> we, we can't just, like... like like, what if I said, "Oh, I would love to go to like an eight-foot hoop and dunk on Gerald"? I, I can't just say that. I, I can't mean, be bucket list. You, you can. not I mean, that's a lame you bucket. Can. You oh, ain't getting that shit past me. But oh. Oh. Shit.
0: Shot Shot fired.
3: oh, challenge accepted. Let's go. Oh, I love how
2: we're ending this show. Oh my today. god! How I'm fun. like Charles
3: fucking Barkley out there, son. <laughs> uh, I don't know a bucket list. I'm. I wanna do it, but I'm probably only gonna do it like right before I die. Uh, I wanna go skydiving. Ooh, okay.
0: okay.
2: Emma mm. wants to go skydiving too.
0: That's the last thing I wanna do. You
2: can go in like costume.
0: That's like a little right bucket list item. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't wanna go right now.
2: <laughs> Why?
3: Because I want to live, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: want so to go to one of those you know, indoor skydiving places. That's thing. not the same. Well, but if you're not willing to take the full step, you can at least no, start I want the somewhere. real deal. Like,
3: if I'm going to do it, I want to do the real thing. Like, that's yeah. just how I live. I've life. done
2: the indoor one, and it's just like, yeah, it's all right. Look, it's
3: just I, wind in your face.
2: Yeah,
1: look, I've I used to be afraid of that stuff, and I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know what? If I get the opportunity, I'm going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. why not? It, it, there's it, if something happens, it happens, right? Yeah. That's that's life. You right? gotta go
2: at some point in like, time, I right? Mean, I can walk
1: outside and get hit by a bus. Like, I, anything can happen. So why not yeah, at least you enjoy
3: it? hit by a bus. Uh, I, <laughs> anything is <laughs>
1: possible. You didn't even see it coming.
3: You just walked into the street. <laughs> oh, <screen>. No, <laughs>
1: well, that you sounds know. like I purposefully did it. That's just not cool. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, I this is gonna sound cheesy, but I've crossed a lot of things already. Off my bucket list. So I i don't know. Like, I want to live long enough to see my daughter graduate college. Like, that's, that's a, a good bucket one. list. It's a good one. It's just, a good,
2: yeah, one. You know, it's a good like, one. I feel like all of mine are, so many of mine are just around, like, travel destinations. Yeah. Right. Like, I just yeah. want to go to all the different places.
0: I've got a lot of travel ones. Obviously, getting married next year is going to be, that was a big one. But the one that's remaining that's not already in motion I've always wanted to do like do a voiceover for like an animated adult Ooh. show.
2: Oh, that's fun. Like I've
0: always wanted like, uh, like a BoJack or a South Park or I mean, or we did like hear that. your Mr. Like Mackey mis- yeah.
2: voice was pretty solid. <laughs> I've always wanted lie. to do
1: that. That would be my shit for sure. <laughs> I would love to write a script at some point. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that I have the like attention span. Like a movie span. or a book? TV, movie. Okay. Yeah, and, and, but I don't know if I have the attention span to actually <laughs> sit down and do it.
2: Mm. I like that. Yeah, Some good ones in here. So lots of travel and then life check marks, of course, which are coming up for you, Gerald.
1: Mm -hmm. So so all we need to do is...
2: That's what we need you to write a book.
1: uh, All we need to do is have Saul dunk on Gerald. (laughs) Then he's prepared to go jump out of an airplane.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then your life will be a success. (laughs) Complete!
3: What more could you ask for? I'm sorry. I I love you, Gerald. And I definitely want to dunk on you, but... One of these things is not like the other one. So. <laughs> Don't jump
0: out of an airplane on me because yeah. I probably won't be able to. What if to block we them. had a
3: hoop floating in the sky <laughs> and I jumped on Gerald Wilem's
2: sky? Yes, there I mean, it is. That would Emma. be kind of legit. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going That would be kind of legit. Are you done? Am I done? Down. Down. Are you down what? to go skydiving?
3: Oh. No, I said... Uh, bucket list he needs a few to, more years. I need few years. He needs I got, a few more years. I got some years. things I need to accomplish
2: before. <laughs> um, Espo, my name is Fat Mike. In the chat, said Tinfoil Hat Club scripts read like poetry. There you go. So you, wanna, you are getting close. You want to know
1: a little secret? Hmm. There is no script. I do that extemporaneously.
2: <laughs> well, see, and look at what would happen if you actually wrote a script <laughs> then. So you're halfway, you're halfway there. You're halfway there.
3: That's actually a pretty good question, Jay. Says so who plays Espo in a biofilm? It's easy. It's, it's fat Jonah Hill. <laughs> okay, you have to clarify which one. Well, I, I mean. Jonah he, Hill's not fat anymore, though.
1: But they get fat for roles
0: all the time. Yeah, but he worked really hard to get that body. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: uh, you're going to get paid so upwards sad. of $20 million to play me. It's so, so. sad because
0: they always ask him about his weight. Pesos. He gets pissed off about it.
2: <laughs> I mean, I would, too.
0: I would, too. Like, yeah. Can
2: we get over it? It's just weight.
0: <laughs> right. Who would play you in a movie? I don't know. It's a good question. We were having
2: this debate around the
1: office, and it has a little bit to do with this. I just want to pick your guys' brain because I just came up with Gerald's. So, we were asking everyone whose animated character, like whether it's Pixar, Disney, etc., like who is that person at PHX? So, I just discovered that Gerald is Stuart Little.
0: I'm Stuart Little. Stuart Little. Mac had said Winnie the Pooh, so I don't know which one's worse.
2: I'm going Stuart Little. Is it okay. like the the evil Winnie the Pooh from that horror movie that came out the other
0: day? <laughs> or whatever body. year? No. <laughs> I would hope not. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you ever? I mean, <laughs> kinda. Did,
1: did you ever watch <laughs> The Fair League?
0: Way.
1: Yeah. Raffi.
2: Oh, Raffi can
1: play you. Oh, my God. Raffy oh, I was, was like, so
2: that's awesome. Gerald? No, that's you think Gerald's, Gerald's Raffi? No, I mean, Raffy. the guy,
1: the guy yeah. I mean, who played him could play Gerald. I think he could pull it off. Trim that beard a little bit, get haircut. Sure. Easy
2: in the uh, chat said Cole. Girth is Tom
3: Cruise. Nicole is with a beard. No, <laughs> oh, Saul,
2: Saul. is Scar
1: from uh, Lion King. That was that's Ooh, what. That's
3: that, like my cartoon character. Yeah, okay. that was oh, okay. That was yeah, I'm decided. Down that. <laughs> I'm down with that. Do you, oh my! You
1: goodness. got full villain, and you're like, I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
0: go full. full I embrace blood? the dark side. Yeah, what? why not? I would probably it's... be Aladdin. I think. As far as cartoon character, you would be. You Aladdin. Aladdin. I would be Aladdin. <laughs> Why, did I, yeah. I dare I ask what you uh,
1: put me down for?
2: I don't think we came up with anything for Espo. Not yet.
1: And then
0: Lindsay,
3: cartoon the yeah. genie. And then was still just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy in Toy Story with the glasses? He's kind of bald, but he's got the ghost. You <laughs>
1: ass, Al's chicken barn or whatever it is, <laughs> oh, toy come barn. On. That's just I doing would need me to Google dirty.
0: <laughs> you picked the most obscure Toy Story character just to be I'm a dick sorry. about. It.
2: <laughs> I wasn't trying to be a dick. That's the first. Which fucking is face why Saul is Scar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, who would play okay, you? Who's Lindsay?
2: I don't know. Who would you guys come up with for me?
0: We couldn't come up with one for you,
1: Lindsay.
2: You're so hard. I th- I thought you had one from like um oh uh, Hercules. Oh, Meg. Yeah. Meg
0: is Meg is a good one.
2: I don't know who, which one it is. She's just the main lady in her. She's the
0: like opposite that. of like a damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah, she talks, I'll a lot, take she that. talks a lot of shit. She's That's got a right. lot of sass.
2: That's why my alter ego is Chelsea. Yeah, so I'll take that one I for sure. I was going to say
0: either that or Maleficent. <laughs> oh,
2: I like that one too. I'm not <laughs> mad at that.
3: And yes, I've heard about the workaholics guy, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. I brought that uh-huh. up uh, to several people and every single one of those people was like get the fuck out of here screw (laughs) you man i just had to go back and look at it
1: Al McWiggin. (laughs) I have way more hair than this guy. You do, Screw you! Do, you. You. You, do. you do have a nice. Didn't logo. he fall asleep with like Cheeto dust on his fingers? Yeah, he did. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that's so mean. You know who? Was you know who mean? voiced him over uh, the guy who played Newman in Seinfeld? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: Wow. Lord have mercy. Okay, well Solidary we went down a rabbit hole there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys all for joining us for the show today. We will be back tomorrow, of course. To bring. Ooh, no, no, no,
3: no. Whoa, no. We have to talk about this real quick. What? Real quick. This is a mad Roman. debate. I'm oh. sorry. We <laughs> gotta talk about this. Uh okay. So Oh my we, god. We got we that got stressed like stressed
2: me we, out. I never seen Solace <laughs> overrated. Oh, no, no. I got into a
3: heated debate yesterday about this. And I'm not gonna tell you which side I was okay. on. But baths, okay? Baths.
2: Like taking a bath.
3: Taking a bath. Okay. You can yeah. cleanse yourself taking a bath.
1: Uh-huh. No. You're basically stewing in your own dirt soup. That is not something that's about cleanliness. It's about relaxation. Babies take baths? Babies, it's not getting them clean. They crap in bathtubs
3: too. They pee in bathtubs. What's your point? But you don't like empty out all the water and then refill it up or rinse them off afterwards? The only reason
1: that a baby takes a bath is because they can't stand to take a shower. Like you can't hold a baby up and shower them. It's out of necessity, not out of this is the best way to get clean. I
2: am team bath. I don't care. Let's go, Lindsay! If you're if you're extra filthy, then as Jay said in the chat, you take oh. a shower first. Or if you're one of those people who feels weird about baths, then you rinse off in the shower after the bath. But that's what I'm saying. But the bath the, is part of the relaxation. But it's part not of about it.
1: cleanliness. It's about you relaxation. You wash. Just no
2: it's not clean.
1: Where does all the stuff that you've washed off go? Well, that's right what into saying, the water you're sitting in. If you're, you're extra
3: filthy, then take a quick oh. shower before the bath. With soap, soap, soap is self-cleaning.
2: I mean, I don't, I don't know about self-cleaning, like a rinse off, and yeah. then you just like once over with some body wash or soap or whatever. You're.
3: I don't know if I'm taking a bath cleaning, and I'm just in there. I'm gonna wash myself off, and then that's it.
2: Yeah, I think it works.
3: I, I Eldon
2: agrees, Saul and Lindsay are correct on this one
3: I don't go
1: Scroll up, somebody had this uh, uh, Right here, triple uh, B Yeah, wash your dishes and put them back in the same water They were soaking in <laughs>
3: But listen, if you fill up the fucking uh, the, the dish Or uh, whatever, the sink Sorry, I could not think of the word If you fill up the sink with water And it's all hot water and soap And you're, and you're rinsing everything off That's what you do there no, too No, because you're not You don't leave the dish in there
1: after you scrubbed everything off, like a bath, you were literally—if you're, you know, doing it like a normal person—you have the water up to your neck, right? Then you're washing. You're sitting in there. No, <laughs> this, this is this so is dumb. You said, I don't no, want to no, no.
0: Walked away. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> <Kidding>. <laughs> Speak oh now. my Another good point crazy. by Triple
1: B. If that's the case, there's never a reason to clean your tub, I th- which is crap. I th- <laughs> you go take a bunch of baths and then never clean your tub, oh. and you're gonna have a brown or black
3: bathtub. All right. I my think- god, how dirty are you, Escobar? Who doesn't a clean the brown, brown or black bathtub? <laughs> yeah, dirt. It's called dirt, Bookman. How you, you live so in a office. You drive in a car. What are you doing outside? Nothing.
0: Rolling around in the mud. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is going on here? I get say... dirty selling <laughs> toys at Al's Toy bar <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: I'm sorry. gonna say, I'm gonna say, you're oh both kind of God. right. I think bass are okay if you have like the bubbly soap or like a bath bomb or something to distract yourself. Have
2: you you ever put Epsom salt in a bath? Yes. Yes. If you're just sitting in a
0: bath and it's just like you're washing yourself, then yes, you're just kind of sitting in your own dirty water. But if you have like the bubbles or the salt or the bath bomb, it's different. Okay. Acceptable.
2: Ryan brings up a good point too. Espo, I guess you don't clean your shower then either. No.
1: I my. My feet are the only thing standing in the shower. But your shower doesn't get just in it. as dirty as a
2: bathtub? Espo?
1: You're just making my point. Espo. The dirt comes off, right? That, But I'm not sitting in it when I'm standing in a shower. The only thing that gets it is my feet. And if I need to wash my feet again, I wash
2: my feet again. Um. So- also. Just like socks. Mark said humans socks. are not meant to be sterile. Just clean.
3: Cause I'm I keep going back to like the old timey days when they they had people a fucking died world. at
2: the age of 22 because they
1: were dirty.
3: I want to see those stats. <laughs> I it was like they had 40s, a well, numbers, they, they had water, had a you, you. you know, and you know they came in the day of yore, you know that kind of stuff. Unreal.
2: Lord have mercy. Come out smelling um,
3: like lemon pepper, Jake.
2: I I'm with you, Saul. So. I'm, a, I'm Team Saul on this one. Sorry, Espo.
3: Eli said Espo needs a light of Cheeto dust map. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God bless.
3: Okay.
2: I think we should say goodbye okay, now. Sorry about
0: that. It's
2: <laughs> fine. I think we should
3: sign off I think yes. so. <laughs>
2: Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you. Suppose, uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 30 <laughs> minutes before tip off, with pregame show and, of course, a postgame show. Until we see you then. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore sons. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: The big bath bomb industry <laughs> is lying to you.
2: <laughs> there is nothing
1: good about a bath. Hey, yo, Don't a do it. Go. Ahoy, hoy! Oh.
3: Megas in control and he ain't never going to let go. PHNX though. Lindsay, Gerald, Espo. Saul passed the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to no understand. Y'all always rep the family